Yo, what's up, Wasteman? Yo, wait, what'd you call me? Are you ready? Hey now, everybody, and welcome to the first ever live edition of the CFL 2.0 debate sponsored by yours truly, Anchor.fm. It is an honor to present such a special moment in CFL history with all of you listening today. We're going to get right into things with an opening statement from each candidate, but before we get into that, to everybody's chagrin, I'm going to introduce my co-moderator of this debate, the Nazi of the CFL, the man who did everything in his willpower to make sure this debate happened here live. Ladies and gentlemen, Scott Elias Jr. How are we? Thank you once again for the kind words. Uh, I'm honored and privileged to be a moderator for the first time in history. So I appreciate the honor and we're going to get right into this. Uh, we don't want to waste anybody's time. We're getting straight into the debates, so I want to once again outline to both of our candidates how this will go. Both are on the line, as well as our esteemed champion, Alec Holmes, quietly sitting in the corner. This will be broken into four parts. We will start with an opening statement up to five minutes. It does not have to be five minutes, but it may be up to five minutes from each candidate. We will then move into a question and answer. Each candidate will be given questions. They will answer the questions. They cannot rebute what any of the other candidates have said. They must strictly answer their questions, and that is it. We will then move into a cross-examination section, guided by myself and my lovely, beautiful co Adam Falcone. Pause. We'll be going into a uh, guided discussion uh, based around the question and answer section and also the opening statements. Each candidate will be given a chance to, this at this moment, rebute the answers given in part two. We will then move to part four, closing statements from each candidate. We will be, we will be voting Sunday through Google Docs. Everybody will be assigned one vote through the email given prior to the election. We will then read the results January 3rd. Christopher Yob, our commissioner slash interim commissioner will read the votes with a um with a like what a witness a witness of his choice um to certify the results once the results are certified we will read the decision uh and go from there so does, is there any questions from either of the candidates if you do not have any questions stay silent otherwise i will transition it back to my co-moderator adam falcone and I'm going to ask Joey to please be quiet while you drink your Monster Energy drink. Listen, we know that that's a sponsor of yours, but you don't have to guzzle it like it's your grandfather's dick. Okay, moving on to the opening statements. We're going to start off with Joey because, well, he had a better team 
than Craig. So that's only the fair way to do this. And uh, Joey, the floor is yours. You have five minutes. It is now 7.20. So you will have five minutes to give your opening statement starting now. All right. Well, first of all, I just want to get on the record that I would never, ever suck anybody's dick. Uh, that's first of all. So <laughs> that's important up. for voters. To <laughs> yes. I just want that to be known. But with that being said, um, Alec, if you're actually here, congratulations. That's a big, uh, big honor of you to uh, win the championship. Um, it was a pleasure to play you in the championship. It was a great game. You had me sweating. Uh, well, I guess I had me sweating as well, but it was, it was a nerve wracking Monday night. Let's just put it that way. Um, but congratulations. And, uh, to everyone else, thank you for letting me get my word out. Craig, thank you for letting me get my word directly to you. Um, I don't have anything planned. I don't have any skits, but I do work very well off of reaction. So I'm, uh, looking forward to that, but My opening statement, my main statement is keep your freedom. I think a vote for me would be keeping your freedom. Um, We don't want any chores from Craig. We don't want to be given a a grocery list of ideas we have to be doing. Um, But with that being said, I think we, I, what I really want to do is I want to get a commissioner binder situated. Um, I have been unable to do so recently because none of the libraries are open down here in North Carolina and I've been staying in a hotel. So once I get back home, I want to come up with a commissioner binder, um, have the constitution in there, the league rules, trade papers that I've had talked about before scrap paper, of course. And then uh, just gives the commissioner a go-to point. And uh, I think it should be handed to each commissioner for their two years of running uh, every time there's a new one. Um, Obviously, everyone knows I want to rename the league at some point or talk about renaming the league at some point. Um, And the main thing I want to talk about, well, not talk about, but just get out there right now is I want to keep it ESPN. I heard you guys talking about it last time, um, and I just want to make it clear that I do love the ESPN app. I think the Yahoo servers are trash, uh, for lack of better words. It just feels weird, but... The ESPN app isn't the best, but you can get the desktop on your mobile, the desktop site on your mobile phone. So that's what I suggest doing, and that's what I plan on doing. Uh, But other than that, uh, yeah, that's everything I have to say until reaction time. Okay, thank you very much for that opening statement, Joey. We really do appreciate your words. Let's move on now to our other candidate, Craig Lind. Craig, as we all know, Uh, has been the worst player in the CFL for the last two years. Sorry, Craig, that was really unnecessary. I'm going to allow you to now give your opening statement. Thank you, Adam and Scott. Ladies and gentlemen, and current CFL champion and potential hobbit, Alex. We have finally come to the point we've been waiting for. Make no mistake, Joey is completely a viable candidate, and I respect his drive and passion towards his run for the CFL 2.0 commissioner. Today, you will see two very different candidates, and I hope to provide you with the cool and calm answers that you would expect of a commissioner in complete control. Today, we will talk a lot about availability, organization, collaboration, and innovation. We both want to lead this league forward, but I want to take this league to a new ground. Owner-driven content, or as I will refer to it, ODC, will be a way for us all to be engaged like never before. 
Now, with the addition of the iMessage group chat, game day chatter tends to leave there. But for the rest of the time, ODC will help populate the Facebook page with meaningful, hilarious, and possibly even blasphemous content. As commissioner, I will make us more organized than ever. I will heed all of the opinions of the all of the owners of this league, as everyone should have a say. If ever there was a personality type that should be running a glorious organization such as this, it would be a type A individual. You know, all know me well by now, and I think we can all agree I am the most type A of the league. I will bring prior experience having been commissioner for my college fantasy league for the past five years. I've written power rankings for said league throughout my time, and anyone that has done it before, wink, wink, Scott, knows the dedication and time commitment it sometimes commands. I'm willing to make that time for this illustrious league. Now is simply a time for you to listen and digest the information that both candidates will tell you. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Thank you. Thank you very much uh, to both candidates for giving their opening statements. We will now move into uh, the question and answer part of the debate. Now, uh, we had questions sent in from all over the world. We had questions sent in from fellow league members, a couple anonymous sources, as well as some people from the Australian contingency that we will make sure get asked uh, to each candidate. I will also ask that each candidate please allow uh, the other candidate to answer their question without interrupting and not rebutting. Remember, you will have a chance to do your rebuttals uh, in the next portion of the debate. So, uh, we're going to start. Scott, would you like to answer or ask your questions first? Yes, absolutely. And, and we'll go ahead and get right into it. <clears throat> I think it was very clear through both of your messages that you understand uh, the core competencies of what it's going to take to be a commissioner of this league. Uh, so it's very important that you get the chance to answer from your constituents uh, what it is that they feel is the most necessary to be the commissioner. So I will start with a question from our league champion. Uh, this question, we will have two separate questions for both candidates. I will start with you, Joey. Nick Kionone came out and said he was Joey's running mate. Joey did, did not deny this claim. I had to hear from another member, member of the CFL that this was false. I would like to know why he did not make a statement about this. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, the Nick Yanone situation. That was a very frustrating situation for me personally because that day that Nick came out and said that, what was it, the day before, two days before, he put a picture in the group without even talking to me about him running with me. You guys gave it all this love and all this positive feedback that it obviously manifested with him. And when he sent me a notebook of a text message, I'm going to be honest, I only read the first three lines, and I said, absolutely. Once reading the rest of it, my heart kind of sank, because Nick is like a brother to me. He lives down the street from me. I've known him for 25 years of his life, 20, almost 27 of mine. Well, minus the two, but <laughs> other than that... The kid's like a little brother to me. So it's hard for me to tell him no. And with all the positive feedback going back to his response, it was just – it was a shit show. But, again, I texted Scott personally. I tried to call him to see what his idea was or thought of it as. 
Um, since it had all this positive feedback, I just wanted to see what it would be about. And obviously, he gave me a very negative response, which I wanted. That's why I texted Scott. Um, I know who likes who and all that stuff. So it, I wanted to get a very honest opinion. And that's Scott. That's why I asked you. But um, after that, that's when I started to kind of retract the idea. But again, if, if there was going to be anything with Nick, it was only going to be if a majority of the people wanted it and it was going to be a strictly content thing. He wasn't going to own anything of mine. He wasn't going to be a person in the league. He was going to be a content driven person at like a, like a third party almost like a, like specifically for content because you can't deny the kids great at content. But other than that, I mean, that's what it is. I didn't want to just send a text in the group and say, I'm not running with Nick, but yeah. That's, uh, I guess, my response. Understood. Understood. And, uh, Craig, if the opportunity, if this happened to you where a former member of the CFL um, was to approach you wanting to be part of your ticket um, for commissioner, uh, our our current champion, Al Combs, would like to know how you would respond. Uh, no, I wouldn't let them. Uh, this league should be kept in-house. Um, I do send I do have a little bit of sentiment with somebody that's a third party that's just making content. However, I feel that the league is best run by us because we have the best feel for what's going on in the league. And whether or not, you know, and could see what was going on game to game is like by the wayside. Cause he doesn't really have that opportunity. He can't just like view in. Um, and because of that, it would make him making content even more difficult. Uh, so no, I would not allow anybody. I would keep my trusty board with me and converse with the board. Yes, uh, I know. I nope. I know. I heard all the rules, but can I respond a little bit to that? No, you not cannot. much. But no, you cannot. Okay, so fair enough. We will be moving on. Alec had a second part to his question, and this question is directed for Craig. Craig, we were promised the ball outhouse. Unfortunately, we did not get it. How do we know that you can keep your promises when you step into office? So I think the issue here is that uh, timeliness was of the timeliness and time and being on time with that was of the utmost essence. Having such a grandiose house like that, uh, we should have known that it was going to go quicker and I should have been more responsive into actually getting it and pulling the trigger. Uh, The problem was I was also waiting for input from everyone uh, as opposed to just pulling the trigger and then possibly canceling it. I don't recall whether or not it had the cancellation notice. Uh, obviously, I wouldn't want to forfeit over the several thousand dollars it would have been. Um, so I stayed back and I waited. And I, I think I even said, let's wait a day and get all the votes in and then pull the trigger. And uh, by the time we did that, it was gone. Uh, so I regret that. Um, now, when we have an urgent matter such as that and we have an opportunity such as that to take it right away um not obviously not without conferring with the league first but i think the league when we were looking at that if i recall correctly that we were about split on that but there was interest in it and then by the time it rolled around the next day the majority was sold on it i think the vast majority was sold on it but it was too little too late so i think if we do this again or we fall in another situation such as that we have to take a little bit of executive order on that 
and take responsibility if we were to miss out on something like that in the future. So, Joey, the, the final piece of Alex's question was to repeat again. We, as you remember, we missed out on the ball out house, which was maybe the best house that we had ever seen in CFL history um, to attend the draft for. We were a little bit late on getting it. We weren't able to get it. So Alec wants to know, and I think this is more of a general question with regards to, um, you know, approaching getting a draft house. How are you going? How would you have handled that situation um, with regards to ensuring that we got the ball out house on time? And maybe if you were commissioner, how would you go about securing a draft house for the league? Well, first of all, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't remember that ex- you know, entire situation because there was no guarantee I was going to be able to go the date that we had. Um, it turned out I was able to go, but the past two years, obviously I've been traveling a lot for work, so there was no guarantee I was going to be able to go. So I wasn't really paying attention to it. I remember specifically talking to Alec or Jeremy about it and saying, let me know what the final decision is. Obviously I don't care where I go because there's no guarantee I'll be there anyway. So I don't exactly remember, but with my response to as far as the commissioner running the, the uh, Airbnbs and everything, I mean, for the majority of, I guess we're all, what, 26 years old now? I'm 26. I'm assuming everyone else is either 26 or 27. We're all grown men. We all, if we have to, can book an Airbnb and find options in an area that a lot of people want to be in. I spent eight months traveling literally coast to coast in the country and scheduled every single hotel we stayed in nightly, which sometimes was the one night we drove from Minnesota to Maine, um, stayed in Minnesota on that Tuesday or whatever. And then we were sleeping in Maine on Wednesday. So I booked stuff before, but obviously I would keep it with the majority rules and just figure out options. As long as there's options, there's going to be something there that we want. So, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's difficult at all to figure out an Airbnb that we can all agree on yes. in my opinion. Correct. So uh, this question does not require a, a super long answer, as I feel Adam will be asking something similar uh, with his set of questions. So I, I do want to be uh, clear here that this does not this does not deserve a very long-winded answer. As again, you can save that for Adam's question. But uh, I would like to know from one of our league members anonymously for future reference. Will league issues be conducted over the text group or will be conducted over the Facebook page? And we will start with Joey. Well, I would like to keep it in the Facebook group, but organically, if the conversation gets to conversating in the text message group, you can't control that. You can't just, it's, it's, there's a reason why it happens. It's more convenient for everyone to text than to go onto Facebook and log in and out of that. If it happens on the text, it happens. But if we could sum it up in the Facebook group, then that'd be great too. And I've already done that personally. So, so before we move on to Craig's answer, I just want to be sure that our listeners at home are um, properly understanding. So you would say that really whether or not it's in the Facebook or the text, it doesn't matter. But if it is in the text, you'd be willing to summarize into the Facebook page. Is that correct? Correct. I think the final answer should be on the Facebook page so everybody can see it. But if it happens to happen in the text, you can't really stop it. You know? Correct. Okay. Uh, and Craig? Nothing is official until it's on the Facebook page. Okay. So moving on, 
Uh, Raymond Clifford Horner the fourth has a few questions for you both. And I'm sorry, Scott, I didn't really don't mean to interrupt, but as just so we can keep things moving along, I would ask each candidate to keep their questions, uh, answers to the questions to a minute at length. Let's try not to go over a minute in answering our questions for the listener's sake. Thank you. And I think that's a good point for my co-host. I appreciate that. So moving on, Raymond Clifford the Horner. Raymond Clifford Horner the fourth has a few questions for himself, and these will be very quick um, question and answer. So I'd like to start with Craig, uh, because this question really only applies to you. Do you have an iPhone? And if not, <laughs> will you get an iPhone? Uh, I do not have an iPhone, and I do not plan on getting an iPhone. Okay. Now we'll we'll move on because I think that that will require some added contact. So we'll we'll save that for the for the next stage. But we'll start with Joey on this the question for both of you. Um, Joey, we'll start with you. Please explain your daily work responsibilities and expected times that you will be unavailable to respond to any lead. Uh, unavailable. I mean, so to explain your work responsibilities and when throughout the day that you know for a fact that you will not be able to answer when I'm sleeping. Uh, so a regular. Other than that, I mean, if I have my phone on me at all times, I don't work underwater anymore. Um, as of right now, I work in the car. Well, kind of in the car. I have to go up and inspect uh, the painters painting the water tower, but I still have my phone. Uh, Alec has called me before and I've answered on a ladder halfway up a water tower. So availability all the time, unless I'm sleeping. Uh, that, yeah. Under a minute. Go ahead, Craig. <laughs> uh, this question, I guess was also for yeah. me. It seemed directed towards Joey. Okay. Um, uh, I mean, I sit at a computer all day, so I'm going to be available 95% of the day, similar to Joey. Really, the only thing is when I'm sleeping. Um, and that's pretty much it. Everything can be done from a phone now. Uh, like Joey alluded to earlier, it's a little annoying to go into the desktop app for fantasy, but as commissioner, we're willing to take it on. So this <laughs> leads into Ray's next question fairly perfectly. Joey, what time do you typically go to bed? <laughs> 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 in season Do you sleep with your phone on loud uh in season or <laughs> yes in, in season, season or off season in season in season uh, let's just put it this way i i i work well on at most five hours of sleep so i could be up from i uh, trying if i have to be up early 12 to 5 i'll be sleeping uh sometimes three to eight uh i mean it varies, but five-hour gap, I guess, is when you're not going to have me. And, Craig, the same question to you. Uh, I'm usually asleep 11 to 12-ish when I go to bed. I'm up usually at 7. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I do want it to be clear before we proceed. Um, this question is especially apt for Ray Horner, as I will never forget very unfondly of the time that Ray called me at one point in the middle of the weekend at two 30, because him and Alec Combs had made a trade and he needed it done right then and there and continued to call me incessantly until I put the trade through. So it's very, uh, it's very apt for Ray to be doing this now. Um, Ray's final question. 
and this is again for both of you, and we'll start with Craig. Craig, please explain our current league rules regarding loans. Would you push any changes to these rules as commissioner? Uh, if I recall correctly, we have a minimum of a three-week loan. They can't drop the player that is loaned to them. They can't include them in other deals. And I believe that's it in terms of strictness. Uh, I don't really intend on changing it. I think, I think the issue, if this rule popped up about two years ago, we've hashed out um, the kinks of it enough to the point where it is a feasible thing, but not a league winning thing uh, or could make a team lopsided in a way. Um, I also think we're all savvy enough owners to realize that like, you're not going to loan out a phenomenal player all the time, or it's just an added incentive to complete a trade as opposed to if you're like right on the cusp. So I don't really see a need to change it. I like it the way it is. Um, if issues continue to arise, then we will continue to knock them down. Joey, uh, would you do anything with the loan rules? No, I think we set them up very well. Um, there was a lot of talk about them, but I mainly, I guess on this topic, just want to get out. I don't, I trust all 12 of us in this league and I trust us all that we want to actually win week in and week out. And I think if anything were to happen, that would sound like collusion. It would be very obvious to that, to everybody else. But I, I think it's, we're at a point where we can trust each other and trust that we're not, I'm not trying to trade away players to help someone else's team and vice versa for everybody. I think we're at a, definitely at that point for at least a couple of years now. And uh, before we move on to the final two questions, I would like to make it very clear that I do try to cheat almost every single week. So uh, the commissioner will have to try to prevent me from cheating as I will continue doing so uh, because I was very, very up. I don't like to lose. And I cried when I lost to Joel in week 12. I digress. Yeah, but cheat in what ways? Uh, that will be up to you to find out. Moving on. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Challenge, challenge accepted. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, this is a great question. I, I think this might be the question of the uh, of the dra of the debate here, and it's from our current interim and former commissioner, um, Chris Yob. <clears throat> and we'll start with Joey on this one. Why is being the commissioner important to you? What do you feel the main purpose is, and how will you fulfill that? Uh. I think it's very important to me because I'm very passionate about this league. Um, I think that's probably the clearest thing I've said. Uh, and people understand that I'm very passionate about this league and fantasy football in general. Um, and I think it's just a, like I said before, it, we are all going through different times in our life. And I think it's almost like a, whoever knows that they're going to be pretty available for the next two years. I think that's when people start standing up and trying to be commissioner. Um, I don't know if that's very true or not, but that's at least what I'm doing. I've traveled the past couple of years and now I'm going to be available and local. So now is my chance to step up and be an outlet for organization um, availability, as we've talked about. Um, and just, it's just my time to step up, I guess, as a part of this league. I feel like it's my due diligence. Craig, same question to you. Uh, I feel that the commissioner role is we obviously know its importance to the league, but it's 
vital in terms of keeping things fresh, keeping things new. Um, I think with the dregs of fantasy football, and I know it's blasphemous talk, we all have other leagues we play in. Um, sometimes they can hook your attention better. We always want a way that the CFL is always going to be the first and foremost league in everybody's heart. Uh, and I think the commissioner is the beginning of that real sentiment. I think that it's important to me because I realize that in order for us to have as much fun as we do year in and year out, because I, I don't think any of us will be afraid to say how much fun we have on the draft weekends at the owners meeting, shit talking one another. Five seconds. Uh, the, I think we all love that. And I think it starts with the commissioner. And we go into my final question, uh, and then I'll hand it over to my co-host, and I'll open up a little bit on this one because this is my question. And I want it to be clear to both candidates here that I'm very undecided, surprising to most. Um, as both of you had alluded to, this league is one of the most important things in my life, personally. And it's joking to say, but as we sit here right now, I'm drinking out of a CFL 2.0 cup. I'm staring at my participation award that I hung up that Chris uh, Yob had made. I have on my computer the sketches for the um, owners meeting sweatshirts that will be made. Uh, so this life, cons- this, this, this game, this league, our group of friends consumes a lot of what I do. And the commissioner role specifically is something that's very near and dear to me as I had held the role for two years. I ran it once with Joel. Um, So I know how hard it is to run the league and I do not diminish anything um, difficulty wise. And I think one of the things that I've seen over the past few weeks and something that I hope both of you will continue to expound upon uh, is one of the candidates availability has been fairly has been significantly different than the others and so craig the question for you here is for everybody that's listening for the people that are doubting your availability the fact that joey has been the one to continue to push ideas to continue to be active in the group with regards to ensuring that everything's moved over to facebook um really the one who's been on the forefront of all of this while you've kind of stood back explain to us how we can look at something like that and still trust that you will be as active as that if given the commissionership. Well, I think that's a very complex question. And in regards to it, I would have to say that availability is not the same as your pitching into the uh, pitching into the league. I think that being somebody that's always talking or always conversing with one another is a lot different than actually running everything. Um, I think that it's very different to actually go about the organizational way, the communicative way, um, and actually accomplish all the goals of a commissioner. I've already stated that I've done all the event things already. Uh, I've I've been a commissioner already in my other league. Granted, it has nowhere near the amount of trades that we have, Uh, It is still nonetheless a commissioner role, um, and I am ready to take that on. Uh, The benefit of having my Android phone as opposed to an iPhone is that if you text me, aside from the group, I will immediately answer. The 
there is no black and white. I don't have to sift through messages. I don't have to sift through all your meanings. You can come to me point blank and say, hey, this is an issue. I want to raise it. And I can directly address you and you alone. And if need be, I can go back through the group. I think that this, I think the group chat is great, but I think that it's really moved attention away from the Facebook page, which is really the mainstay of the league. Um, I, I arguably think it's a lot of the reason that we have kept a Facebook, like some of us has kept Facebook around. So in that regard, I don't think his, his activity in the group chat is an indicative of his availability as commissioner. And Joey, before we sign off on my end of the questions, my, my final question to you is, is actually very, this, and this is not more of a question for you as it is a note. I want you to note one thing that he said, which was there is a difference between availability and activity. And so I don't need an answer from you right now, but I do want you to note that as we get into part three, um, because I think that's definitely something that is important. And I think that there's a fair argument on both sides with regards to the difference between availability and activity. And uh, you know, as I went in my last question, I gave you a lot of credit um, you know, for what you've done. And that stands true. But I do think that he raised a good point about availability and activity. So that's something that I want you to think of. Um, as we move into the second part of our wait, but I have to respond to that. I okay, mean... go ahead. <laughs> so what I, I was, I actually wrote that down. My activity has shown my availability. So I'm not just saying I'm going to be available. I'm showing you time in and time out that I am actually available. So it's not necessarily, you know, I wasn't doing it necessarily on purpose, but it just worked out that way. But I agree. It, I mean, it's, I was just showing my availability by my activity. Um, and we'll get more so into there. that again in a second here, but we do have another slate yes. of questions um, here for my co-host Adam. So I thank you both for allowing me the opportunity to ask you a few questions from both myself uh, and your constituents. And I look forward to hearing the answers provided from Adam's questions. So Adam, go ahead. And again, I want to remind each candidate that you have a minute to answer each question. I do have a timer with me nearby. I'm going to start with my question uh, for Craig first, simply due to the fact that we started with Joey in the first round. Craig, are you ready? Do you need a second to compose yourself? I am ready to go, Adam. All right, great. As someone now, this question came in anonymously. As someone who is running out of a platform that preaches owner-driven content, how do you explain the fact that we barely have seen you post in the Facebook group over the years? Uh, and in terms of owner-driven content, don't you think the content would get stale and feel like a chore? One minute, starting now. So that is one of my concerns in regards to this is having a chore. That's why I want a little bit more of a lenient stance, but not a absolutely there is. I'm not going to have no line for inactivity. Um, I think in regards to my activity, a lot of it can be attributed to the absolute travesty that is my team the past few years, uh, because I continually get screwed and bad luck year after the past three years, really. Um, and I think that that kind of dampens my desire to post on the Facebook page. Obviously I will post the sad things and the happy things when I do occasionally get a win, but I think that the owner driven content does not have to necessarily be one thing. 
every week. It's just a way for you to express yourself to the league and it can be changing and it can morph over the span of a span of a season or span Thank of you. several seasons. Even. Thank you, Craig. Thank you. Uh, our next question is for Joey. This is also coming in anonymously from the American people. Joey, a lot has been said about your ability, ability to navigate the logistical aspect of the league. Do you think you would be able to handle finding a place for the draft and handling fantasy dollars, which we all know Joel likes to trade uh, every five seconds? If so, why? Uh, you have a minute starting now. Absolutely. I mean, like I said before, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out a house and figure out what everybody wants to do between options of houses. I mean, it's not, I don't know why it's such a big deal, but if it, it's, I guess that's just how I look at it. It's just not that hard of a thing for me to think about. So, and then as far as the fantasy dollars go, I mean, yeah, I, there's calculators that I could use um, since I know my, intelligence is a question i know i could use a calculator um i've talked before about the draft papers and the draft trade papers that i want to bring into the league so that way it's easier on draft day to make trades and keep track of those trades and keep them on file so yes i i think i'm very capable thank you joey uh this next question was sent in by uh, the redeem team. Uh, most of you know this person as someone who always loses in the playoffs, always has something to say, and then goes silent this time of year uh, for the same reason every year. That's Joel Gottlieb. Um, Joel asked this question to Craig, and I want to make sure I get everything said here that Joel sent in. Why should we believe that you will be available at a moment's notice if an issue arises or a trade needs to go through? Uh, it typically takes you a very long time to answer texts. Uh, he then goes on to say, this is from Joel, the man whose text you ignore. Uh, I want a commission who's accessible. If you say that it's just me that you ignore, then why should I expect you to change that for everyone else? That was asked by Joel, as you can tell by how convoluted the question was. Well, I do ignore Joel because Joel tends to spam my phone. Now, if Joel is spamming my phone with trade questions or Joel is spamming my phone with trades with other people that are completed and need my attention, those are two completely different things. When Joel gets annoying, there's really no other way to deal with him than to ignore him. Now, is that my own fault? No, because I'm sure the rest of you do it. Now, I have no problem with him coming to me and having a problem and saying, hey, I have a problem with this rule or, hey, I've completed this trade or, hey, I need to move these fantasy dollars. And I would be completely fine with the situation and answering him. But as it stands right now, you're annoying. So stop being annoying and it will be solved. Uh, I, I like to remain unbiased here, but I think I have to concur with everything that you just said. Uh, this question was asked to Joey also by Joel, who wanted to make sure I got every single word that he said, uh, as you can all quite imagine. Joey, people who criticize your campaign typically point to the fact that you are oftentimes traveling and unavailable. Uh, what do you say to people who believe you will be unavailable? And do you think that the only weakness you really have is that you just care too much about <laughs> everyone in this league? Um <laughs> You know, I know you care so much about this league and everyone in it and uh, is the only weakness that you just care too much. 
please elaborate. I think what I have, I mean, I think my only weak, I mean, I don't think I have any weaknesses to be honest. If you well, ask that's me, exactly but yeah. So that was very convoluted. Yes. We get, we, we got to that point in the first question. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> Basically what I'm trying to say is I haven't had to do any commissioner roles yet, mm-hmm. which is why I'm stepping up now. So I haven't proved myself because I haven't been able to do it yet. So until I do it, you guys won't even know, but I I'm fully confident and I think fully capable of my abilities to be a commissioner. So, and be available. I haven't had to be available. Thank but, you, Joey. Um, yes. Now I'll ask my last questions. These are for me personally. Uh, my question for Craig, Craig, you've mentioned your track record with uh, commissioning other leagues. However, this league is certainly special and I can imagine much more demanding. Uh, what proof or evidence other than doing the power rankings can you cite from your previous administration that proves you can be a strong for commissioner for this league as well? Feel free to cite any instances, any type of uh, issues that may have arise before that you would like to cite uh, here, please. Thank you. So there's one that instantly comes to mind uh, early on in the uh, era of my Scranton league. Uh, we had an issue of collusion Um it was documented. It was proven uh, without a reasonable doubt, uh, objectively. Uh, so both owners were promptly kicked out of the league. Uh, I think that shows my heavy-handedness and my strictness to the rules. Uh, it has caused quite a controversy in throughout the life of that league. Uh, some people are calling for one of the members to get back in. However, the league is at capacity and will be at capacity for the foreseeable future as we are above the 12 we're actually a 14 team league which i am not very fond of um so in regards to that i have dealt with other issues such as collusion such as trade ravings such as uh any any stick that could rise uh there was a big uh blow up from the Taysom hill designation this year in that league but as we all agreed in our league that wasn't a problem because that's just kind of the way that Taysom hill was designated Um, I had to do damage control in that league and I had to address that issue. Um, Now it becomes more of an open floor where everybody discusses it. So it's not that I'm at my own wits, but I'm sure everyone in this league or that league or whatever league will want to have a say in whatever issue arises. Thank you, Craig. And my last question for the candidates before we move into the final stage of the debate Uh, for Joey, you've never been, from what I can uh, understand, a commissioner of another league, do you believe, or if you have, do you believe it's possible for someone to commission two leagues at the same time? Uh, I guess I don't really know if they're capable of doing it. Sure. But I want to be very clear that this is not any other league. This is, in my opinion, the most elite league I've ever heard of, been a part of, seen. It's by far my number one priority as far as football itself goes, not even fantasy football, but any podcast I listen to on the series, they got two quarterbacks and all, I think our rules and our structure are perfectly set up for the way all 12 of us want it set up. And I don't think, honestly, I don't even think commissioning another league should be on your resume for commissioning this league, because this is no other league. 
Thank you, Joey. By far, no other. Link. Thank you, Joey. Yes. Uh, and you know, I just You're got welcome. a couple questions that just came in through the text line. If you if you guys don't mind answering a few of these uh, as quickly Absolutely. as you possibly sure. can, uh, these will both be addressed to each candidate. We will start with you, Craig. As commissioner, what will you do to defend the CFL Shield? What will the punishments be for members that violate the CFL rules and regulations? Please answer within a minute. Well, I believe we have most of those punishments documented within the Constitution. So follow the Constitution as strictly as possible. And I think that the board and me would have to converse in a way to make the most objective opinion in regards to those rules. I don't intend on having somebody just walk around this league, do whatever they want. Joey? Yeah, I mean, the Constitution's there for a reason. And I, I think the trust issue is a big one. I think we're all to the point now where we're, more of like a fantasy family. Like we, we all respect each other. Well, I don't know if I should say that, but <laughs> we all we can all be very mature. And I mean, we just make it work. And yeah. uh, the last question that I will ask from the text line, uh, uh, Craig, you can answer first. What is your favorite ice cream flavor? Ooh, that's a good one. So I am personally a big fan of anything Oreo flavored. I think that mint Oreo would have to be my favorite. I think it's the best of a lot of worlds. Okay, great answer. Uh, Joey? Mint chocolate chip only made by Turkey Hill. Thank you for your specifics. We will now move on into the latter stages of the debate. I am going now to uh, flip it back over to my co-host, Scott Patrick junior elias i don't think that's your actual name but just gonna give it back up to you anyway thank you uh it's not my middle name uh i also want the record to show that craig i did say your favorite ice cream flavor out with before you said it so you're welcome um that is not that is not, that is, that is that's not how you know it's real that that's how you know it's real my vote um i want it to be clear that i am completely unbiased and objective here as both of you already know this league means more to me than anything even ice cream flavors i digress (laughs) so we will now uh head into the debate stage this will be the opportunity where both of you will be able to address directly um the answers from the prior section i will lead as well as adam will lead a guided debate um but feel free again to direct this into any direction you would like to go if there were specific things that you felt necessary to respond to um, so I would like to start with a quick uh, question on both ends, and I would like to start with Joey. Uh, Craig had responded fairly viscerally to Joel's annoying texts. Um, as commissioner, you will be receiving annoying texts all day. I would like it if you haven't heard from Yobs episode of the podcast he at one point was texted five to seven times by jeremy um, within the course of a 30-minute period to transfer one dollar to his account because he needed it for the next morning at uh, 11 o'clock this was at seven the day prior so you will be receiving texts like this consistently and uh, craig seems rather irritated by the annoyances that he um, got so i want to know if if you feel that craig's reaction to the annoyances was overstated and how you would respond to something like this. I mean, I think it just shows his anger already about having to deal with the situation and he's not even in the situation yet, but I mean, I've been dealing with 
I, they're not necessarily annoying texts. I mean, anything that pops up on my phone, I guess, could sometimes be annoying depending on what mood I'm in. But I've responded to every text this season. I've only made a few trades, but the amount of trades I've been offered, I've responded to all of them with either a no thank you um, or uh, a counter. But I mean, I mean, yeah, I've, I don't think, I don't think it's it's going to get to me like it would to. Uh, is shown by Craig. So I don't, it's not going to annoy me one bit. I used to coach kids. I'm, I'm very used to dealing with nagging people or kids. Um, so I feel it, like it's perfectly in my wheelhouse to do so. And Craig, you can feel free right ahead to respond again. This is an open debate. Um, we're just here to moderate. So in that regard, I feel like uh, why you say, when you say I viscerally, uh, responded is because Joel is probably the biggest culprit of the annoying text. And I think we're all in agreement to that. And I have had some real big episodes where I've had to tell him to stop texting me. And I think <laughs> we need to draw the line before between just potential trades and actually trying to get commissioner duties done. If you text me about commissioner duties, I will do them. But if you text me nonsense, for 12 hours a day, every five minutes, you are going okay, to get right. annoyed. And no, I don't care I, who I, you I, are. Uh, I'd like to ask my co-host to please cough into a pillow or uh, laugh low. But I, I I'm want, sorry. I I'm it. sorry. This is just, it's just very, rela- it's just very okay, relatable. We... I can relate to the candidate. I can relate to the candidate. <laughs> Loosen up, Kate. Right. It's a goddamn party. <laughs> I just wanted to be known to both candidates, and uh, this is not specified to anybody. You will be receiving annoying texts all day. Every I cannot stress that enough. It's I, I, I on the first episode. <laughs> and I want everybody to think back if you listened to the first episode that Adam and I recorded. Adam announced that he wanted to run for commissioner. I told him about some of the duties, and he revoked his run for commissioner with <laughs> within five minutes. And, and this is because <laughs> true, of the annoying true texts. Texts. So I wanted to be very clear that, yes, the annoying trade conversations may stop, but the annoying text that you will receive about being a commissioner is far worse. And you could even ask Yab because I am one of the people who, as obsessed as I am with this league, I make sure that everything – I'm a ghost. My finger always on the trigger, that everything is running smoothly. So I want that to be known as we go into the to – the, debate a little bit further craig and you can respond we're here for a reason we're here now aren't we we know what we're getting into well i mean you just seem very reluctant to uh you know deal with people's annoyances 24 7 i mean you're good that's what you're going to be dealing with yes i'm very well aware but there is a difference between dealing with somebody that doesn't take no for an answer and dealing with somebody that needs something done Joey, do you have any response? I, the way you guys describe it, I don't, I don't look at it that way at all. I don't look at it as an annoyance. I look at it as a challenge to get the job done. So if I need to get it done, I'll get it done. I, it, no amount of text could possibly annoy me. I could, I don't know how to prove that besides get doing it. I guess I don't know, but it. Well, <laughs> you can't annoy me. You really can't. Challenge. So challenge accepted. Bring it on. 
they're bringing so on. Moving on yeah. here, I have I welcome a topic it. here. I have a few notes, so and hopefully this can lead to some extended conversation. I I don't want to have myself or Adam's voice too deep into this. I want you both to be able to, um, you know, dispute what each other has said. But one thing I want, I thought was was very noteworthy was um, throughout Joey's answers, he seemed very disorganized when it came to uh, the Airbnb. And I think this is something that's a very important role of the commissioner. And I think saying that we're all adults and can figure it out um, does not quite suffice. So, Craig, I want you to respond to that. And I want you to explain why your way of thinking with regards to the Airbnb for both. Now we will be doing this for the owner's meeting due to COVID and the draft. So we'll now not only be in charge of it for once a year, but twice. And potentially if it goes well this year, we could see this being a, um, you know, another thing that we do for the owner's meeting. So, I know Joey has already stated that he works with kids. So in that way, uh, dealing with a lot of members of the league and trying to deal with scheduling is a lot like wrangling kids. Um, What dates work? What dates don't work? Who can absolutely go? Who can't go? Who's having iffy doubts? Who's willing to pay what? You have to take all of these things into account. It can't just be point blank. How, what do you think about this place? Let's book it. You have to give options. You have to give potential places. You have to give price ranges. You have to give dates. It's not as simple as just finding it for yourself and like a few friends. This is 12 people, arguably 13 or 14 with the addition of EC and Nick uh, that potentially may go at any given point, um, which is another thing you have to account for. Um, It's not so black and white. it's not rocket science. Like Joey said, it's just a lot of coordination and being a commissioner takes a lot of coordination skills and communication skills. And that's kind of a testament to what the commissioner is. Agreed. And I, I, yeah, this, well, this oh, is, wait, open my letter response. is open. That's what this part is, right? Gotcha. Yeah, I agree. Everything. I, it kind of almost not confuses me, but it, it's, it's weird to me that, that, all these questions are getting aimed at the commissioner. My thought of it is if other people are better at organizing this and they want to do it, why can't they just do it? Like if it, if Craig's very good at this and I'm a commissioner, Craig can do this if he wants to. So I, I don't think it, it's, I, I agree that the commissioner should be capable of doing it. And I don't know, like, again, I don't know how to explain that I'll be capable of doing it without just doing it. Um, but I think I'm extremely capable of doing it because I've done it for eight months, state to state, uh, CLCs. It's a whole organization thing right there. But it, I haven't had to do it yet. So uh, until then, I mean, I don't know how else to prove it. Uh, I'm in a hotel right now. If that may, if that helps. Yes, we saw your. Ethernet. <laughs> I got here myself. We yeah. saw the Ethernet cable strictly for porn uh, reasons. Correct. Uh, one question or one statement I'd like to bring up for. Um, the candidates here is when the CFL 2.0 was doing their initial polling, uh, one voter was asked if they had any type of, you know, concerns or what their main concern was going into the debate, going into uh, the next, uh, you know, run as commissioner. And that person kind of shut the, shut down the the idea of that and uh, one of the reasons they said is because they believe that Craig will be able to f- fix a solution when needed. They then went on to say, end quote. There is no way I'm voting for Joey. Joey, I'd like to ask how you respond to a quote such as that. Um, 
feel free to address someone that just feels that way about you. That's fine if they feel that way about me. I don't uh, like I said before. I don't know how else to show them that I'm going to be a good commissioner rather than just being a good commissioner. So, if they feel that way, that's fine. I mean, there's 12 different personalities in this league, and if that's how they feel, that's how they feel. But if you ask me, obviously, I feel very strongly about. I just haven't had to do any of these responsibilities yet. It's not that I don't possess the capabilities of doing them. I just haven't had to yet. And Craig, do you think that a commissioner that the American people? can have confidence in a commissioner that feels that they'll more so more so learn on the job rather than bringing in some type of, you know, reason to say, Hey, this is why you should vote for me. Well, I think that there is a certain sense of reality that we need to come to that in the unfortunate situation that Joey's in, it's hard to get a lot of experience uh, without stepping into some sort of role. I stepped into the event coordinator role in this league. I had a com- I was a commissioner in another league. Now, he could have been a commissioner in another league too. Um, obviously, you don't want to hear that the person's just, you know, winging it, but uh, it's not to say that he can't do it. And I know Joey as a person. Joey could be able to handle it. It's just whether or not it's going to take over everything or whether or not it's going to become a problem. Joey, do you have anything you'd like to say to ensure a little bit more confidence in the American people? I mean, I've never had someone commit collusion under my power. So Craig already said somebody they had issue with collusion in his league. So, I mean, there's the record yeah. right there. Craig, you I've haven't never had to happen yet. Respond after Going. Joey. Open debate. Uh, that collusion happened by two people that don't even watch football. So there was a mistake made in even introducing them to the league. Obviously, we are not of that ilk. We are all fanatics about football. They should have never been in the league to begin with, and they never will be back in that league. You you live and learn through your lessons, similar to what Joey will have to do when he is winging it. So you're saying I'm going to be winging it, but you let two people who don't watch football into your 14 minutes. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that your trials and tribulations – will lead to the lessons learned that might be too late or undo significant damage to the league. Well, who says I don't or haven't already learned from the past six years of the league being the league. I'm, I mean, I'm not seen... saying that you didn't, but you haven't been in a commissioner okay. role. Fair enough. Do you take responsibility for that collusion that happened under your power? Oh yeah. And I hear, or... I hear about it multiple times every year. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say then. I mean, Team I, names in that league are literally named in order to get those people back in the league. That's how much they're raising their protesting. Fair enough. And how are you handling that? Uh, I mean, they're not back in the league. So, is there, <laughs> is there annoying texts coming your way about letting those people back in the league? How are you dealing with those texts? Uh, I mean, there's texts about it, but it's not anything I haven't dealt with. And also is the de facto statement that – we are literally at capacity. There's nothing I can do about it. Okay. Fair enough. And that, that was enough. a well-sparked debate. And, and I'd like to throw a little bit more into the fire while we have it. It's, it's something that I had mentioned earlier on in the show, uh, earlier on in the debate, excuse me. We are uh, a professional podcast today. And it is availability versus accessibility, right? And I think what, the main difference in that was, or excuse me, availability versus activity, right? And I, I think, and I think you, and, and yes, I think correct. you yeah, that's correct. To, yeah. 
two commissioner styles that really showcase both of those those two styles, right? So, and I think you can look at myself, and I think you can look at a Chris Yob. I think Joel is kind of a tough one as far as where to put him because he was not super available, um, but was very active, sort of weird medium. So I just want to put this into effect that may counteract the arguments that are in play right now. Uh, Yob was somebody that was very active always um, prior to his commissionership, constantly posting, constantly in communication with the league, uh, constantly doing things for the league, such as the, he was our first merchandising chair. Um, you know, he did a lot of great things for the league, but when it came down to being the commissioner, he just kind of burnt out and he was gone. Um, something that you had confessed to having burnt out in the past, Joey, um, when you were working or there was there was times where you were burnt out. So something to allude to. Now, you can also look at myself, uh, where I was somebody that wasn't always accessible, um, but I got the job done. But a lot of that came with negative with negativity as because of that. It basically led to Joel creating the content that we look at in our league. Now, there's there's absolutely cons to activity and availability. And I think where water meets the sand, in a sense, is being able to answer these annoying text messages, not only to be very active in the group chat and very active in the Facebook, but being able to get things done, right? And I think that's ultimately where that middle ground is going to be. And so I think that, you know, a, a topic for discussion is, and we can start with Craig on this one. Why, you know, where do you see yourself? Where do you see yourself in that plane as far as availability and accessibility? And why will that be more so than Joey? If that makes sense? Why will you be more available? Why will, why are you the candidate to choose with regards to if you're voting on availability. If you're voting on availability, I think due to the nature of both of our work, I'm would be more available. I know Joey has been moved more into a role that doesn't require him to risk his life and go underwater. Um, so he is definitely more available now. Um, but the statement remains that I sit in front of a computer all day Um as glamorous as that seems. Um, I think that, uh, and uh, Adam raised a question about this earlier. I am not the most active person in the league. I think that also has to deal with my morale in terms of where my team is at. Um, I probably will never be the most active in the league, uh, but I will, I am the most available in the league. I feel like um, I think Joel's sentiment about me ignoring him is more so because of a one case by case basis. I think anybody else can attribute the fact that I'm pretty responsive when anybody messages me. Um, and I am available through a bevy of different ways, whether it be messenger, whether it be text, whether it be call, video call, whatever you have you, I think I'm the most available. Um, and I'm ready at a moment's notice to move some fantasy dollars, move that $1 that is so vital to your claim the next morning uh, ahead of time. Uh, and while I mo won't be maybe the most active, that's the whole goal of owner driven content is to make sure that we're all pitching in and that we're all committing 
to the league and we're all being a little bit more active, even though uh, I might not be the most active. I think a lot of voices and a lot of personalities that shine through our league could come through through ODC. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's my turn, but it, I do not sit in front of a computer all day. So yeah, by, by nature of it, you are more available. So if that's, if that's what, what people want to hear than that, there you go. But I don't, if I need to be available, I'm available. So I, I've shown that before by not and not missing texts, not missing calls. I answer when, when called I've answered when texted. I mean, like I said before, I can't show you, I'm going to be available until you now, need me to be now, Joey, I do want I to. I just don't be know how fair to, do, to the listener but... here, and, and I, I want to be fair to our voters. I was ultimately going to not mention this, but I do feel it's important to note: you do sit often on the platform that you're very responsive when it comes to trade offers. Um, you always text back. You always send some sort of no back. Uh, almost every trade that I offered you this year, in some capacity, uh, unless it was you texting me, uh, I would text you in the morning and would not hear back till the night. And oftentimes I wouldn't hear back till I responded to you and you would respond with, oh, wait, I forgot I was working. Uh, Let me take a look at it again. And then you just wouldn't respond to me. I don't know if that was more of a joke thing or you were like, fuck you, this trade sucks. Or you were actually like just not seeing it. But I think for you to platform on like you're always available by your phone is a little unfair. Um, Craig, you have you know that you're very much, you know, a you know how bad you are with that sometimes too. So I'm not going to continue you. So like, this oh, yeah. is not just a Joey thing. I'm not just trying to attack Joey, but I do think it's unfair to characterize Joey as a, uh, you know, totally active, always answering uh, candidate when I have not had that experience whatsoever with you. Okay. And I, I, I appreciate you bringing that up because there was times where I, so what I do since I was not in a commissioner role this past year um, and I was just another member of the CFL, I didn't feel responsible, honestly, to respond at all points of the day because I was not in that role, like I said. But the times that I did not respond, the way my brain works, if, I'm gonna, if I saw a trade that you sent me, Scott, I, the few times that you did, there was a couple times that it was legitimately – I was – actually considering it and when i was actually considering it i didn't want to say yes no maybe so in the exact time but i was seeing them obviously i can't show that i saw them right on time and that i was ready to answer right on time because that's not what i did but i did take the time to think about it and the couple times you reminded me to respond i did say i was considering it but like i said i was not in a commissioner role this past year i was not in a commissioner role two years ago so I wasn't having to be available uh, necessarily. It was just out of the respect. But yeah, correct. For the record, I was not on point with those uh, texts, as I said three minutes ago. And I think I could double down here on what Joey's saying is that, and I think we've all experienced it, whereas where you get an offer and you want to think about it, and instead of giving any, showing any of your cards and answering right away, some of us take that, time to just muddle it over without showing what we've got you know to phrase it that way um and i think we need to draw a big line between uh trade offers coming in and commissioner duties coming in because commissioner duties coming in require a diligent eye and being like okay i'm gonna address this now or 
uh, I'm going to immediately answer this or I'm going to address this in the Facebook page versus like a trade that came in and be like, okay, let me mold this over. Let me think about it. I think those are two very big differences in terms of messages that you will get spammed throughout the course of your commissionership. Um, and I think those need to be treated as such. They are different. Correct. And I, like I've said before, the only, the time, the past six years, I have not been available to be a commissioner. I have not had the time because of my traveling. But like I said before, the reason I am running now is because I do plan on having that time. So I shouldn't have been able to been I shouldn't have been able to show that the past six years because I just haven't been in that role to be available. But now that's what I'm preparing for is to be available, which is why I'm running now. My turn to step up, I guess. You know, one topic of conversation that gets brought up a lot and one thing that was, um, you know, a big deal in the previous administration was the role of delegation and delegating. Uh, I'm going to give each candidate an opportunity to give their viewpoint on delegating, and I'll have the other candidate uh, have a chance to respond and uh, critique anything that the other candidate might have said. Joey, we'll start with you. How do you feel about the role of delegating within the role as commissioner? Delegating a board or delegating various like, various commissioner duties to other people Correct. to if you, do if those you can duties. Recall in our previous administration, there was a lot of delegating that happened throughout uh, the league in order to get commissioner duties done. How do you feel about the role of delegating to other league members in order to get commissioner duties done? I feel if they're better at doing the situation than I can say I am, then. Sure. And they, if they want to do it, I'm all about using the resources given to me, I guess. If we have 12 people that want to do 12 different things, let them do those 12 different things. I'm not here to be a dictator and say, I want to do all of them and I want my name on everything. I said it before, this is the greatest league of all time. And I think that all 12 of us take part in that. And I think using your skill sets where you have them is a vital part of that. So I, I, don't really have plans but i guess the flexibility that i possess with that delegation i guess uh is my main point i guess yeah great thank you and uh craig have a chance to uh, i think you can fall down a rabbit hole if you go too far down delegation uh joey brings up if 12 different people want to do 12 different things i think that kind of might lead you to running around like a chicken with your head cut off um, trying to figure out who's doing what, when things will be done, yeah, so, and so on and so forth. I'm not opposed to delegation. I'm not saying Joey's in the wrong here. Um, and I'm not even saying necessarily that Yob was in the wrong here. Um, I think delegation can be too big of a, can be a tool, but it shouldn't be the end all be all. You shouldn't be delegating almost all of your duties out. You are the commissioner for a reason. You are not just a headpiece. You are a functional part of the, family that is the cfl you have to you have to do something you have to contribute something you have to be able to handle something um i wouldn't be okay. opposed to that and passing something on to the board um especially that's why the board is there that's why we wrote it into the constitution um because at all points we speak about availability but like maybe uh i don't know joey's on top of a on top of a water tower or Joey's in the middle of a ladder and he's like, hey, can you just do this real quick? Or I'm in the middle of a soccer game or I'm on my commute back from work and I'm like in the subway. Um, it could be a various different re reasons, but uh, the fact remains that delegation should be a part of the commissioner. It shouldn't be the end all be all though. 
Okay, I I guess I was a little uh, confused on the question, but I'm not. What I basically said was I'm not planning on having people move free agent dollars for, for me. I guess I'm not going to delegate that. That's just what I assume the commissioner does because I haven't been the commissioner yet. But um, the commissioner duties are the commissioner duties. Like, I know what I'm running for, but I, I thought you were talking about as far as, like, not so much content, but, like, if, if Yob wants to, to do, like, a CFL store, I'm not going to say no. I'm the commissioner. I'm going to do the CFL store. If he wants to do that, he could do that. But I guess as far as the commissioner's duties, that's why I'm a commissioner, you know? And so then, I'm not planning on ha- handing it out to everybody else. But And thank you for clearing that I up. Guess, we uh, appreciate it. I think now yes. would be a good time to wrap things up uh, with a closing statement from each candidate. You've each answered questions. You both gave an opening statement. I'd like you each now to have one last opportunity to speak to the American people and tell them exactly why you are the better candidate. Forget about, you know, just about yourself, but use the other candidate, what they've said uh, and remember what they've said in order to persuade us into the reason why you should be uh, voted for. So Craig, we'll start with you, your closing statement of the first ever CFL 2.0 debate. Thank you, Adam. Uh, we've covered a lot here tonight. And I think this debate will help sway certain undecided voters as we inch closer to Election Day. I want you all to remember what you have heard here tonight. Uh, we've gone over quite a few things. I think Joey's stance of being more available and not trap. Well, he still will be traveling, uh, but not going underwater as much will lead to his availability. I want you to all remember as well, that activity does not mean availability. And I think there's a difference between passion and wanting to really do something and wanting to do something and having the experience to do so. Uh, I've stated my experience in the past. I'm already the event coordinator in this um, league. And I, if I am elected commissioner, I tend to stay in that role. Um, I think my organization skills will help set me apart as well. Uh, and while I might not be as active, I think I will be the most available. I promise you that I will give you my everything, as you all deserve nothing less from your commissioner. I promise to take this league to league. The, I promise to make this league the best that it can be. With the introduction of ODC and the new organizational structure that will be implemented behind the scenes, we will be set for a new journey forward together that will last far after my assassination that will most likely be... <laughs> hatched by the evil supreme leader i have a vision of where i think this league can go and i hope you can now see that vision too together we can stride hand in hand with a twinkle in our eye in our eye and make a league by us for us thank you for your time and long live the cfl 2.0 thank you craig joey you now have an opportunity to give a closing statement Okay, just like my opening statement, I don't have a script right now. That's okay, you you don't need Um, to specify that. Right now, we're just asking you to give us one last plea as to why you should be the CFL 2.0 commissioner. I think I should be the CFL 2.0 commissioner because I have the passion to do so. I mean, I know we're not basing it off of passion, but passion's a big, big, uh, I guess, motor in what I'm doing, so it if I'm passionate about something, I'd make it very clear that I get it done. So I was very specific about my draft technique this year. And 
if you look at the Analora files that I brought to the draft that everybody else saw, it goes exactly with that. So I don't know if that speaks for organization. Probably not. But since that's what happened, that's what happened. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm the the guy. I don't know how else to explain it besides what I said today. But um, I don't know for well, sure. Is there anything but about is there anything fantasy... that the uh, other candidates said today that you feel should be of note in order for the people not to vote for them? Is there anything that you can point to as maybe to say, hey, listen, this could happen? You know, that's really what this uh, floor is here for you to do now, Joey. Well, I think he's been very back and forth on the whole ODC topic, um, because last time he was on your podcast at minute 16, second 55, he said he was going to mandate to create weekly pieces of media for the entire league. So he mandated everybody was going to have to do something. And then today he comes on and says, well, not so much. They're only going to have to do some kind of media. But very, it sounded very concrete and Hitler-like the last time, but now he seems to have softened up on that view. So I guess that good for you. Because I, I, for one, do not want to be doing chores in this league. I, if I want to do content, I could, be, I could do so, but I don't think it should be mandated, as specifically said by Craig the last time he was on the Well, road. I hope all of you take into consideration the closing statements that were made here today. Again, I want to thank the candidates for their time. Before we wrap things up, I do want to pass it over to my co-host Scott, who's going to go over some logistics and some voting uh, information that is imperative for all of our Thank voters. Thank you. And so, uh, Scott, before we sign off, I, I'd like to again uh, echo Adam's sentiments. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, this is going to be a great help, I think, for everybody in the league to decide who, in fact, it is that they are going to vote for. Uh, I think there was some quality information that went uh, over tonight, and I think that either of you would be very good and well-deserving candidates. Uh, with that said, this podcast will release tonight, Tuesday, the 30th. It's tonight, the 30th, 28th. So tonight's the 29th. Uh, 29th. We'll get released 29th. tonight. Everybody will have till Sunday um, to listen to the podcast. Any campaigning that you two want to do up until then would be highly advised. Uh, as again, people will be looking at everything that's going in and out of the league to decide who, in fact, is going to win. Uh, the final votes will be sent out through Google Docs uh, to alleviate Connor's concerns, which he. I'm 100 percent positive he made this up. I, I, I have no idea where he got this information from, but every email that is sent out to the league, your email will be designated one vote. You'll be able to submit your vote. It will go to a database that we won't, that no one will be able to touch uh, until all the votes are registered. Once the votes are registered, again, Chris Yob will be looking Sunday. Uh, I believe that is the third. Yeah, it is the third. Sunday the third. Uh, we will certify the votes with the witness. Once the votes are certified, we will read the votes and that will be the commissioner. The commissioner will then join the podcast next week to review the championship game, which Joey, I'm very sorry that you lost. Um, and it may be, it may be, incredible. it may be. Incredible. Don't be sorry. There's, I didn't, I didn't lose a family. It may be incredibly lost awkward. It's not have to anything to be sorry. Championship loss, but, but we will do so uh, either way. Not and, at all. Uh, Craig, it will not be awkward for you if you win to review it. But either way, we will review next week uh, what the outlook will be for the um, what the outlook will be for the uh, 
fuck the owners meetings i just totally blank there a little bit too much whiskey for your boy and uh and and from there we'll go from there so again i thank you guys for your time and i'll pass it back to adam to uh wrap it up Yes, thank you, Scott, for all of that. Thank you to the candidates. Thank you to all of our listeners. Please make sure to get out and vote for Craig Lind, for Joey Andalora, for my co-host. I am Adam Falcone, and we are out of time.